0: Welcome to the Healing While Black podcast, where we believe it's possible and necessary for Black people to heal, thrive, and celebrate our lives in the face of injustice.
1: We'll highlight the often unheard voices and perspectives of Black people on a range of topics that impact our lives. I'm Misty.
0: And I'm Kiana. And we're two Black women therapists with real lives trying to heal while Black and figure it all out, too. Thanks for joining us. You ready? Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us for our series, Farming and Wild Black, in collaboration with EcoCity Farms.
1: We're excited to bring you this conversation about how we can continue to expand the idea of what healing can look like for our community. Today, we're speaking with Sky
0: Ellis, a student
1: of the Eco City Farms Beginning Farmer Training Program.
0: We invited her on to speak about her experience as an emerging Black farmer in her own right and the agency and power that Black people can gain from growing our own food and having a relationship with the land. Let's tune in. All right. So, Skye... We are so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell us a little about yourself, your experience, and what brought you into farming?
2: Certainly. So, hi. Thanks for having me. My name is Sky. as you know. Um, a little about me, I've always had, I guess as it pertains to like food and farming, I've always really had a passion for, for cooking specifically um, and for the outdoors, for nature, That has been like a persistent, both of those have been just persistent kind of like through lines in my life. My mother always made cooking look very fun (laughs) as uh, she was very resourceful and innovative in the kitchen Um, and fresh food was always, no matter where we were kind of like socioeconomically, fresh food was always a priority in my home. And with that being kind of just like part of my personhood throughout my life, um, 2020 came upon us And that's kind of when I had a sort of awakening in terms of really wanting to be connected to the land, learn to grow my own food, um, and quite frankly, be able to rely on myself if I needed to feed myself. And, um, you know, and realizing at the time that if I really needed to do that, I didn't quite have the knowledge and and the skills. And so I just dove right in. I started volunteering with some different urban farms and some herbalist groups in the D.C. area. And that's how I ended up with ECO. Mm. Did you grow up in the DMV? I didn't. I'm originally from the Boston area. Uh Um, Okay. I've been in in D.C. for about seven years now, though.
0: Okay. Nice. Nice. So you're from I'm from Rhode Island. uh, So you're. Yeah. So you're from close to. Close to where I'm from. I love it.
2: Yeah, not far. I (laughs) I actually grew up like probably about somewhere like halfway between Boston and Providence. Yeah. Okay. So I was on the South Shore.
1: Okay, cool. Awesome. Awesome. So that's how you say the pandemic kind of motivated you to start seeking out more knowledge when it comes to food and that brought you to eco. Can you tell us what it has been like participating in the the program.
2: It's been very wonderful. So I'm someone who's very, I'm just a really curious person. I feel like curiosity and kind of like, just like the the um, the use of my like playfulness and imagination and asking questions, like that's always present in me. And so you can really put me in any space where like someone with knowledge about something is talking about something and I'm like, oh explain further. Like I want to know more. And of course, because this is a program that I chose and uh farming is something that I decided to start doing, I really dove all in. So when it was a class about botany and chemistry and biology, although these are things I don't have tons of like knowledge in, I um I was full in, super interested asking questions when it came to, you know, infrastructure and farming tools. I'm asking all the questions when it came to like the marketing and the finance part, which commercial farming, I don't think is something I can't, I'll I'll never say never, but it's not something that I'm as interested in, Mm -hmm. but I was still all in just really asking questions, wanting to know. And so it's been really wonderful to be in a space, in a learning space I also really love group learning. I feel like I learned just as much from my like classmates and like fellow farmers as I do from the instructors. Um, so that's been really great. And then also it's the program is very black. Like there's a lot of black folks and yes. I didn't quite know what to expect <laughs> to be honest. You know, I am, um, I didn't know what, what it was going to look like kind of demographically going in mm-hmm. and to see how many black folks there are to see how many black women there mm-hmm. are with very, Affirming and really empowering, like that in and of itself was really motivating. So that to me has been like a really big deal. Mm. I, I
1: love that. I love same the thought of uh, well, at least to me, farming is new in my thought process, and to hear mm-hmm. that it is, the program is uh, filled with Black people and women, especially, yeah. makes absolutely it's, like,
2: it's yeah. happy. And, and you know what's cool too is. These are so the program um is for it's called a beginning farmer training program. Mm-hmm. But folks joining are from, you know, from all different like kind of spectrums and layers and levels in terms of where they're at with their farming experience and knowledge. So mm-hmm. there's some black women in there that have been farming their whole lives. There's people who have land that have, have been farming on it. That are just joining to like gain new perspective or keep their ideas fresh and their knowledge fresh. Um, Some people that are more familiar with like rural landscape, but less familiar with urban food systems. So there's people from all over, which is why I say again, like I learned so much from my classmates.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, just just as much, if not more from them than I learned from the, you know, from the instructors mm-hmm. who are like directly feeding information, like mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. people are coming with all of this knowledge and from different areas and just with different skill sets. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, again, it's really amazing to to witness and to see and to be a part of. That's awesome. That's
0: so
1: great. Yeah. I know when we talked a little earlier, you mentioned you are at the part of the program where it's more hands-on, mm-hmm. and enjoying that a lot.
2: Yes, yes, yeah. So the first three months was uh, kind of the classroom portion, a lot of Zoom stuff, and you know I'm sure we're we're all we all have some Zoom fatigue. So <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, you know, a lot of my, my classmates didn't feel we didn't feel safe necessarily being in person. They did give us the option, mm-hmm. but we did a lot of Zoom classes. Um, and that was how most of the learning was happening. Now there's already for me a little bit of a barrier when it comes to absorbing knowledge, when I'm like just in a classroom setting when nothing's applied and we're yeah. just like talking. And then when you remove the, like, the, the the kind of physical presence and you put us on Zoom, it's even like right. an additional barrier. Like I feel it's even further away. Mm-hmm. So both of those kind of compiled made the material feel so far away. And, you know, a big part of wanting to go into farming was really wanting to learn the stuff, like be able mm-hmm. to learn it so that I can do it. Mm-hmm. And um, all of the stuff that, I'm learn- that I learned in the first three months of the program, I'm actually getting to apply it. Like it's sticking, okay. mm-hmm. like it, right. it's on my hands, the soil's on my hands. I'm yeah. learning it. I'm, I'm doing the watering. I'm seeing the compost. Like I'm, I'm in the presence of it all mm-hmm. um, and being able to work with it, it just makes it all make sense. Uh, yeah. So I've been really enjoying this part. Yeah. Nice.
0: What do you, what do you hope to sort of, I know that the program you're about halfway through it and, you know, to be ending in some weeks, but what do you, what is it that you hope to be able to do once you're, once you're done with the program?
2: Grow food for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, considering just geographically kind of where I am, I'm in DC, I'm renting, I don't have my own land. Um, so it's kind of seemingly far away, right? Like, um, when I go to eco, I'm on these like, you know, couple acres of land, like there's plethora of food and so much like rich soil growing all these things. And then I come home and I'm in an apartment and I don't necessarily have access to that land, but, the beauty of being like an urban farmer, right? Like in urban agriculture is that people in cities have to solve like the most unsolvable problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and So you yeah. have to figure out, uh, folks uh, have been figuring out for ages now how to make things work in small spaces, in a high rise, on your windowsill, like mm-hmm. how to grow an avocado in your kitchen, right. you know, like these are, right. these are innovations that have been born out of lack, you know, like I don't have this thing, so I'm going to make up for it, which is, you know, just been mm-hmm. like in the flight of the Black American person, right? Like right. You, know, you took something away from me, but I'm going to make up for it myself because mm-hmm. I need still to make,
0: make it happen. You know, right, I'm going to
2: still make it happen. Yep. And that's mm-hmm. the whole thing. I
0: love that about Black
2: I'm gonna figure out how to grow my own food. I don't care if I have a whole yard. I don't care if I have a windowsill, like yes. my kitchen counter. I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna. I'm excited to come away with just like the the idea, the resource the ideas, and the resourcefulness um, to be able to to grow my own food. And then mm-hmm. another big thing for me is the community mm-hmm. the network of people who are interested in the same kind of living that I'm interested in. So people that are interested in food systems and food sovereignty, other black women that are wanting to grow their own food and rely less on uh, big name grocery stores. Sure, sure. yeah. These are people that, I, you know, these are people that I'm meeting, um, and that I will, you know, hopefully have and build lasting relationships with. So those are two things that I'm really, that I'm really excited to, to come away with.
1: Something you've mentioned, uh, a phrase you've mentioned multiple times is urban farming. And the Mm -hmm. way you just spoke about farming anywhere, Mm -hmm. right? the windowsill, the balcony, whatever. Is that what urban farming is? The resourcefulness to be able to find
2: somewhere to grow food in the city? So I would say yes. Um, It's probably not the only standing definition right but I think right. that that is definitely one of the factors of urban farming is or urban growing um, urban agriculture is being resourceful and using what what the city has available to you um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and cityscapes and especially DC <laughs> is they are these are vastly changing, growing, evolving places that you kind of have to like, you have to move with or you get left behind, you know, Mm -hmm. or you get pushed out or you get kicked out, right? So it's finding ways to make use of what you have. And also uh, in specifically where I am in like space and time right now, I think urban farming has a lot to do with solving the problems that uh, big industrial rural farming has caused for the Mm -hmm. past yeah. However, many years since industrialization, right? Mm-hmm. So it's learning how to work with the land and not against it, which is what industry often does, um, which is interesting too, because it's juxtaposed up against a cityscape where a lot of the building and the development that's happening in the city is working against what's kind of natural. Right. And so urban farming is, is, moving at the same sort of pace to try to keep up, but being smarter about it, like learning from our mistakes in the past, like we can't keep doing things the way that we're doing because like we won't survive. It's not sustainable. Yeah. It's not sustainable. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you talked um, earlier about just your excitement around how black this program is, right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and just the, the benefits of that. When you think of farming um, in particular in the, in the Black community, you know, so our, our podcast is all about how we can go about Black folks healing, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we think about healing from, you know, all the different perspectives and, um, and all of that. From your experience, can you share ways that you think farming and growing has been and can be helpful to Black people? Um, you can think of it in terms of, you know, our Black folks healing and, and, you know, and growing. Um, yeah. From any perspective.
2: Yeah, definitely. So I think that growing, whether you're farming or not, or, or gardening or growing in some capacity, working with the land, I think is healing on many levels. Um, so when you're growing food, right, like you have the kind of like... Uh, the sovereignty that you have and the agency over your food source and over your literally the nutrition, you know, that you are absorbing. I think having that agency is healing, especially because Mm. having the agency alone is just healing and affirming. Um, And because, you know, in in so many cases, uh, you don't have that. Um, or that agency and autonomy over your wellness and your healing is taken. And so to be able to claim that in and of itself is like really powerful. Even I haven't, y'all, I haven't actually grown anything yet from seed to harvest and I'm already like healed in the process, you know, (laughs) just just, just being
0: in touch with it. Yeah. Just
2: being in touch with it alone. Just knowing like, oh, wow. You know, if, if. The world went to crazy. Which hello,
0: mm. like it kind of. <laughs> has, we're there,
2: so, uh, <laughs> right? We're already there. I can, <laughs> I can rely on myself, my family, my mm. community. Rely on yes. me, I have, I have knowledge. I'm, I'm able to, right. grow them something. Um, yeah, food is that medicine.
0: sense of agency that you talk about. Yeah, yeah. yes, it's it's I love very that. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: so that the agency and the autonomy, and then uh, like I was just saying, food as medicine. Mm. Um, you know, I think is. Native indigenous folks, our ancestors, um, a lot of our living ancestors, a lot of us today, we uh, know kind of on a cellular level that food is meant to be healing.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. not
2: something you need you should have to heal from. like we shouldn't be <laughs> dealing with so many um, food related diet related illnesses that is yeah. not what's normal and natural. Mm. Um, food, you know, should be, a source of healing and it should contribute to your health in good ways and it should be nutritious and it should be nutrient dense and filling. And so to be able to to grow that yourself and have that at your, you know, in your backyard or at your fingertips is, you know, the the has the potential to be so healing, you know, depending on what your body needs. Mm -hmm. Um so there's those two aspects. There's also just this almost inexplicable feeling of just working with the land which I recognize can mean a lot of emotional things for black folks. Mm -hmm. And so that's absolutely something valid that might have to be worked through before you can kind of feel the, I I guess, the more like the the spiritual touch of the land and the soil. But -hmm. it's something that I certainly feel. Um, Mm -hmm. I just feel closer to myself.
1: When I'm in the
2: soil, I feel closer to my ancestors. I feel closer mm-hmm. to, um, just like the spirit. Like mm. I feel, I feel a lot closer. Um, things just feel more clear. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh-huh, and yeah. that, again, kind of an inexplicable sort of like healing feeling there. Uh, right. I think that that's the feeling that kind of drew me to farming. Cause I would feel that going out in like sort of the wooded suburbs of my neighborhood growing up, it just felt like, why are we not taught that this is what we could be doing in Mm -hmm. tandem with all these doctor's visits? You know, like, I'm not saying no more doctor. I'm (laughs) saying like, what if we also had these free holistic, like very accessible uh, healing practices, or they should be more accessible.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: You know? So I've, yeah, I've always, I've always kind of felt that. And now having my hands actually working with the soil to grow something feels just beautiful.
1: Hmm. That part of the physical, tangible, touching, doing of farming, Mm -hmm. a lot of times, and I may have mentioned this last, our last eco episode, that when I'm working with some clients, I emphasize the importance of grounding. I emphasize the importance of getting out in nature, touching, feeling, breathing, Mm. nature. Mm -hmm. And one of the the reasons I think that's so important is because it helps us disconnect from the man-made world. And it reconnects us with purpose with life with everything else that exists outside of man Mm -hmm. money racism supremacy Mm -hmm. all of that Mm -hmm. reminds us that we are these beings that are put here for not those reasons right yeah Yeah.
2: i love that distinction that you made of like existing outside of something man-made it Mm. does so much for you um for 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 me i should say it does so much um and and that that reminder alone that like I can exist or I do exist outside of all of these like kind of man-made norms and the things that I'm supposed to subscribe to and conform mm-hmm. to and assimilate to, like, without all of that, I exist in a healthy, beautiful, natural world. Mm-hmm. And yes, that reminder is really powerful, um, grounding. And yeah, it it just kind of like brings me back to myself, brings me like home, mm. home to my original self, who I would be if I wasn't put in all yeah. this mess. You right. know? It's
1: not for the craziness, right? right. Yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. and that is so real, like that idea that you said, bringing you back to your original self, right? And I I think about when I think about black folks and the land and, you know, our connection to it, I feel like, I mean, I I love that eco city farms is doing this, this program. And I love that we're seeing more, more black folks get engaged um, in farming. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think when I, when I think about, you know, black folks and I even think about my own experience and, you know, the experience of the folks that I grew up around, right. In the, in the housing projects and then, you know, in the city and all of that. And I I feel like, there's was like this disconnect from like nature, from land. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's like, you know, and us being disconnected, it's like, we are not from, from the land. We're not able to be really connected to, to who we are fully, you know? Right. And I, mm-hmm. so I, I, that resonates with me, you know, um, you know, what you, what you just said, there And I and I do wish that there were more opportunities for everyday folks to, to connect, you know, with the land.
1: Yeah, I do think, though, it's important to highlight the fact. OK, so when I was living in Brooklyn, New York, there mm-hmm. was there was I would have to go to the parks. I would have to go. I would have to seek mm-hmm. out nature. Right. Mm-hmm. But nature is always there. It may not be in. <laughs> Farming, right? We may not be able to get to the soil, but that sky is always there. And Mm -hmm. Uh, the clouds are always there. The birds, the air, the wind, Mm -hmm. remembering to connect with nature Mm -hmm. in all ways that it presents itself, I think, can also be that healing, that connection with not the land, but nature that we could seek out if we don't have the option to connect with the land.
2: That's yeah. a great reminder. That just reminds me to, to move through my days a little more mindfully and intentionally. Like you said, that nature is always there. The air that I'm breathing, mm-hmm. the, you know, the birds I'm passing, the, the sky above me. It. I'm going to take that with, you. thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that That's good.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I guess it's always there. And, you know, I think about like even you know, like the trees kind of cracking through the concrete. You know, like right. the, the roots and all that stuff. It's like okay, you can, you can, we can try to like, you know, control it. But no, it's you it's know, going on. nature, going, kind of, nature. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're always going nature. Good thing, good thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh,
1: one other thing I wanted to reflect on something that you said when you were describing the healing aspects of working with the land. What it sound to me, or what I took from it, was black people regaining control of our existence right Mm -hmm. our narrative so you're out there learning to do things that weren't provided to you right growing Mm -hmm. up you're learning to farm you're learning to provide for yourself you're learning to be independent from a system that tells us we're not worthy to be in the system anyway
0: Right. right
1: to me that sense of control equates to freedom and to me, for mm-hmm. Black folks and for there to be freedom, that's nothing but healing. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm.
2: That's nothing but healing,
1: yes. <laughs> I think that was so beautiful that you were able to articulate it in that way, that I was able to pick that up from it.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. I feel mm-hmm. like you just articulated how I how I meant to articulate it. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Have there been any... Sort of aspects of farming that you've found to be particularly difficult right? and, um, or you know, just as a new or challenging, right? As, mm-hmm. as a new black farmer,
2: um, yes, definitely a few things. Challenging for sure is the farming is such a thing, or growing is, um, just as many life, real life things is one of those things where like you can ask as many questions as you want. You can like question yourself breathless and you really don't know until you do it. And mm. so, like I've told y'all, I have not yet. I just put my seedlings in. And so we're going to see how that goes. <laughs> but this is my first time seemingly, hopefully bringing something from seed to harvest. Mm-hmm. And up until now, I have asked all the questions I have what I have done the research. I have looked things up. I've written things down. I've asked, I've gotten a few opinions because I prefer, I prefer like a group thinking kind of thing. And the truth is like, I think I know deep down, you just have to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I get a little like, uh, a little just eager. Like, I just want to know how it's done. But um so I guess just uh, reminding myself to be patient. Mm-hmm. Patience is Oh, it is it is the the thread in farming. You have to be patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when you don't want to be like, you know, plants just in mm-hmm. nature rushed. So um, <laughs> being patient, knowing that I have to um yeah, just like well, uh, let let nature uh do its thing. Let nature nature mm-hmm. like y'all mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. um, that's challenging. I would say something that's difficult is I can easily get down the rabbit hole of all of the injustices, Mm. as I'm sure y'all can Mm. maybe relate to. Anytime I feel close to solving a problem, it feels like there's a new one that pops up. Mm. So I get into, and and I'll get into all of it. I I try not to get overwhelmed by it, but Mm. um, food insecurity is a huge problem. And then food waste is is a huge problem. And then also waste in general is a huge problem, right? So like when we're feeding, if I'm bringing out a bunch of meals to folks and it's all in plastic containers, I'm thinking about the plastic containers now, where are those going to go? And then I'm thinking about the compost Now, compost is not accessible to black people. Some people don't even know what compost is. And mm-hmm. like, how do I make that problem solvable? I'm um, thinking about how like farming is great and all, but what if we were mimicking natural ecosystems? What if we planted fruit trees what if like we could feed people who were living on the street like people Mm. that don't that can't get to this farm you know like so that is kind of a sky problem like that's a that'll be a that's a thing for me really in any realm I'm in yeah Um, but farming specifically because it is like we just talked about it is both healing and uh like source of healing and so many people don't have access to it. I'm like, the injustices just go on and on and on. And I can just fall right through them. Like, these are things that I'll be thinking about when I'm out working on the farm, like, mm-hmm. j- just problem after problem, and maybe a solution here, but then there's another problem. And, and and just thinking about all of that's kind of difficult to grapple with. Um, I'm kind of in this sort of existential, but very, like, very real place of, can one person really make a difference? And like, You know, like, is what I'm doing even important? Like, how are we going to solve all these huge problems that, like, Mm -hmm. keep up at night, that keep people up at night hungry, that keep people uh, away from nature, you know? Mm -hmm. So that is difficult. That is something that I am. I think will constantly be um, something that I kind of have to check my thinking on, challenge my thinking, um, kind of get comfortable with the discomfort of being <laughs> in injustice all the time.
1: Yeah, I say that all the time. Yeah. The key is getting com- uh getting comfortable with the discomfort. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important. Mm-hmm
1: that's how you move forward right you right. have to figure out like once you're comfortable there's not much growth happening at that time
2: uh-huh exactly if you're
1: uncomfortable you are working to get comfortable so if you stay mm-hmm. with that as a motivator right change right. Can absolutely happen yeah, yeah
2: i think i'm at a place in my life where i'm like i'm not just hearing that but i'm feeling that you yeah. know mm-hmm. and it who it's it's uncomfortable is what it yeah. is yeah you know? yeah
0: so you're doing the work. You're doing right. the
2: work. Yeah. I'm doing the work. I really am in here getting my hands dirty, so.
0: Right. Because it's yeah. sort of like you have to have that dual perspective in mind, right? Like that, okay, there's this injustice, right? There's all these injustices, but at the same time, like, we're human and we are deserving of, you know, of good things, right? And and just, you know, even though, you know, these things have happened that have taken, this away from us, like we right. are still, we still need these things and we still are deserving of them. Right. So just right. keeping those those two things in mind. Um, it yeah, that is that is a challenge. Yeah. And and I don't think it's just yours. I think it's it's one for all of us as you know, as 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 black folks, right? As
1: you were talking about it, I was thinking about it in relation to therapy. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And every time, and not therapy the work with the client but therapy in the system mm-hmm. right being a therapist mm-hmm. in the system mm-hmm. it's like okay there's a challenge that I see for us specifically right now how do I address it but is it big enough right is it big enough am I doing enough is it going to impact enough like what else can I do to impact this in a positive way but one like you said once you do then there's something else on top of that that you can't have to address.
2: There's always something else. Yes. I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Knowing that there, there will always be something else, but not allowing that to like steal the fire, the shine.
1: Absolutely. You know? Yeah. That's where the healing comes in. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not allowing whatever that intention is to knock you down. Right. Mm -hmm. Figuring out how to keep moving forward despite all. And unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, because we've been forced, but Black people right. are resilient, right? <laughs> and we are we are able to figure things out. Yeah. We've been forced to do that, but it is the skill that we got, right? And I think yeah, certainly. it's ever present in what you're talking about, what I'm talking about, what, what we're all talking about.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the resilience is... Resilience is always there, but also needing to be resistant and resistant to the things that just aren't for us like Mm -hmm. that, you know, that don't work Mm -hmm. and that being a constant battle along with having to like, get up and brush ourselves off every day, you know? Um, And then being like the, the thinkers and the doers, right? right. (laughs) really, you know, just like the, the revolutionaries, like right. it, it, it has to be uh, like who but us, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it's the <laughs> damn large... sure I' going to do it for
0: Thank right, you.
2: exactly, <laughs> exactly. And at this point, I'm not, I'm not looking for them to. Um, no, at all. absolutely, no, no. no.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm good on that. <laughs>
2: yeah, y'all have we we tried. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> yeah, so.
0: yeah. Oh well, this has been great. Thank you, Sky. It really has. Thank yes. you, thank you so
1: much for sharing your experience, your knowledge, your excitement. I I swear I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A lot of fire there for sure. Yes.
2: Well, and really getting together with Black women to talk about Black people healing is healing. So I like. Yes. I really i I didn't know how much I needed this, and I, and I appreciate. I really do appreciate talking to y'all. Aww, Thank hey. you so much. We love it, love
1: thoroughly it. enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> same. Thank you. Hopefully one day we'll be able to meet in person. Maybe we'll come down to eco and say hello.
2: Oh, that would be great. That would be nice. So y'all, we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't even put y'all to work. Just come say hi. <laughs>
1: Excuse me. I <laughs> we the want to touch want to be put yeah. to work, right? <laughs> Whatever yeah, exactly. you want to do.
2: That's the agency, <laughs> the economy, the freedom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs>
0: Exactly we need that agency too yes
2: absolutely <laughs> yeah it's a really beautiful like space and experience so I'm yeah. sure y'all will love it.
1: one thing we I don't think we touched on in the interview is how much does it cost to participate in the eco city program
2: We didn't touch on that and that's very important because it is a free program. Yeah. Mm. Now, I want to be clear for like anyone you know who listens or that gets gets word of this. Um, from my vague sort of understanding, if you don't choose to do the full ten month program, which is three months of classroom learning and then an additional seven months of like on farm learning, I think then it costs money if you want okay. to just do the classroom portion. But if you dedicate yourself to ten months fully, seven of which. Um, will be about a, a dedicating a, anywhere from six to eight hours of a week of on-farm training than it is an entirely free program. I took the blessing and I didn't ask no questions. kevin moving. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I will take it. I've picked nothing and I appreciate it. So.
1: And then <laughs> spread the word. I love it. Exactly. I love it.
2: Yes. Oh, I have told. Listen, I have told everybody I know. Tell everybody you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah and and like i said too it makes such a difference that it in my cohort anyways at least it's a very black space mm-hmm. uh, so I'm, I'm certainly telling my people about it yes yes, yes. I, love it. I love it thank you
0: so much sky you are thank so you. welcome thank you
2: both
0: thank you all for joining us let us know what you think about this episode follow us on instagram at hwb podcast you can also email us at healing while black podcast at gmail.com
1: we also want to give a big thank you to our guests for joining us today and make sure to check out the show notes for more information
0: this podcast series is created by healing while black llc as a partnership with the healing while black podcast and Eco City farms with special funding from the usda financed beginner farmer and rancher development training program
1: every effort has been made to appropriately credit the sources The contents of this podcast episode reflects the opinions and experiences of the speakers and podcast hosts and does not necessarily reflect the views of EcoCity Farms or USDA. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.